Hi, everyone. My name is Wendy Manganero, and I am the host of the Wellness and Wealth Podcast. I'm so happy to have you find us. And if you could take a moment and hit that subscribe button, I'd really appreciate it. This is the podcast where we believe when you show up better for yourself as a woman business owner, you show up better for your business. So sit back, relax, and learn from the practical to the woo-woo how to best take care of you. Have a great day, stay blessed, and leave a review when you're done listening to the show. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. As always, we have another exciting topic. It's using metaphysical tools to grow your business. And we are with Moon Cho. And I'm going to read her bio, and then we're going to get right into it. Moon Cho is the creator of Yin and Yang Living, a spiritual and holistic living coach and influencer on YouTube with over 292,000 subscribers, which, by the way, Moon, when I went there, I was like, this is awesome. And I love your content there. So Welcome, Moon. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Wendy, for having me. It's a privilege and honor. And we're going to get right into it because you and I have spent some time talking and you are a a wealth of information. And B, I have to tell my listeners that twice Moon has prayed at the end of our first meeting and now before I hit record now. And I want to thank you for that because it's such a, a moving experience to have somebody pray for you. But for our listeners, we're going to talk about metaphysical. And so for those that don't know, what do you consider metaphysical? Yes, that's a really great question. In terms of for my definition, the metaphysical is beyond the senses, the five senses, the sense of seeing, the smelling, the touching, the hearing, this time, space, earthly reality that we call our reality. This reality is just one level of what we call intelligent awareness or consciousness. There are many levels, higher levels of consciousness, intelligent awareness. And as you move up the ladder, transcending the earthly bound time and space, we move into the eternal beingness of who we truly are. We are the spiritual, energetic, non-physical being of eternal life and expansion. And so when we tap into that part of us, the eternal part of us, we're tapping into the metaphysical part of us, which is really 99% of who we are. 99, and this is quantum physics. Quantum physics shows that we are 99% of that non-physical energy. And in that energy is information, what we call intelligent awareness or consciousness. And only 0.0001% is this physical form. So when you look at your body, you could touch your hand, you could feel your hand, you could see your hand, you could smell your hand. That's physical. That's only really 0.0001% of who we are. So the metaphysical is that which is beyond the physical in this time, space, lower consciousness what we call reality. I call this lower consciousness, the matrix, you know, the movie, the matrix, how the earth was like this hologram constructed to control people and things. Well, I consider this earth, a matrix, a hologram of that metaphysical intelligent awareness. I have a follow-up question on that because I remember when my son was born, I'll never forget that the day. And for the first probably year to two years of his life, I used to look at him and say, 
he knows all the secrets. Like, I feel like babies come with all of the secrets. And then we get into this life thing. And somehow we lose the secrets. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about why you think that is, that we lose the secrets and why it's so important to get back there. Yeah, we lose that secret. Like you said, the secret, the essence of who we really are is because of conditioning. So we're conditioned by even things from our past life. So this eternal metaphysical spirit of who we are is eternal. So it goes from life to life to life because recent life that we come into this time-space reality, this physical reality, is so that we learn lessons that we didn't learn in previous life. So what it is, is we're conditioned by those energies from previous life. And then we're also conditioned as soon as we become an embryo in our mother's womb, we become conditioned by our thoughts. All the thoughts and feelings that our mother possessed gets transferred into that embryo. That embryo is alive. It's alive. It's a consciousness. It's an intelligent awareness. So we first get conditioned by our mother, by being in that mother's womb based on what she's thinking, what she's feeling. We get conditioned. Then we get born and we get conditioned immediately by the parents who raise us, or maybe it could be our grandparents who raise us, or maybe our aunt and uncle, because they've been so conditioned with so many limited beliefs because they've been conditioned by their parents, their grandparents. So they're going to project that limiting belief onto you. So you get conditioned by the people as a baby. You get conditioned by the people that are raising you. Then you grow a little bit older and you have friends. You get conditioned by their limiting beliefs because they've been conditioned by their own family, friends. Then you grow up a teenager or maybe become an adult. You go out in the world. You're conditioned by, well, we're always conditioned by society, just by the media that we see. We're constantly being conditioned by other people's limited beliefs and what they think that we should be or what society says. So we look at media. We're so influenced. We're absorbing all of this information subconsciously or consciously. We're like a sponge. And when you're a child, you're a big sponge. You don't even realize how much you're absorbing it. And all of that is just going right into that subconscious mind. And then the subconscious mind wants to protect you. So as you grow up, you want to, let's say, start a company, a new company. Oh, I have this brilliant idea and it excites me. But what does your subconscious mind say? No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? Because you've been so conditioned by the people around you saying, Because your parents weren't able to ever do that. Your parents worked for $20 an hour, $15 an hour, and they don't believe in infinite possibilities. So your subconscious mind, because you've taken that in for so many years, it's like saying, signal, red, red, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it because of all of the condition, which is not true. So that's what it is, is that we get so conditioned by so many people, so many situations, even our past lives, the energies that we're carrying from our past life. If we had a big trauma, like for instance, I had a soul retrieval in my past life where I was a Buddhist monk and a shaman. 
leader and I was persecuted. I was persecuted in those lives. And so I'm carrying that energy that when I do this work of putting out these higher messages on behalf of the light, I've gotten persecuted in my past life. So there's, you don't know how many times when my subconscious mind in this life said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I'm carrying some of that energy, even subconsciously, even from my past life. So think about how much we are carrying. That is all of these layers that are not our eternal truth. That is not our authentic truth. And we're just carrying like a big luggage. That's what it is. So how did you get here to have these beliefs today? That's a really great question. You know, I grew up in a very agnostic family. My parents shunned spirituality or religion. For me, religion is like a packaging. The Christians have their rituals. The Muslims have their ritual. Judaism has their ritual. Spirituality is the eternal truth of the universe that transcends all religions. So I was always felt very spiritual because I always felt that there was something beyond me, always. I always questioned when I was a little girl, I said, why am I moon? Why is moon in this body? Why is moon in this life? I used to question those existential issues. I used to say, why? Why am moon in moon? Why am I not in somebody else's body? And I used to organically just pray, even though my parents were absolutely agnostic. And so then when I was, when I grew older in my early 30s, what happened was my late sister, I have a sister named Sun, S-U-N, they're Korean given names. We didn't make it up. My name is Moon. Her name is Sun. She got diagnosed with stage four cancer. And the first thing that I downloaded from my higher self or what you might call spirit, the first thing I downloaded is not having any knowledge about the connection between the mind, body, and soul, because this was over 20 years ago, not having any study or connection. I just downloaded this information. The reason why she got this cancer was due to years of stress and unhappiness, and cancer was just her manifested symptom. So when she got diagnosed with stage four cancer, and it was a very, very rapid growing cancer, it's ovarian cancer, what they call the silent killer, which is one of the worst cancers you can ever get. I knew it was pretty serious. I literally opened up my first spiritual book at that point because I knew that I should change my life. Otherwise, I might lead in the same path as her. So I opened my first spiritual book by Ken Wilbur called Grace and Grit. and I read, I think it was like 300 pages. Every page, I read it over one night. Every page I was sobbing, I was crying. All kinds of emotions came up. After I read the book, I think a couple of months later, I went to a Buddhist meditation center in the mountains of Colorado for one month trying to meditate, trying to meditate. It was hard because I couldn't even keep my mind silent for two minutes without a rampage of thoughts. And I at that time, I thought to myself, that meditation doesn't work. This was over 20 years ago. But I always, even after I came back in New York, I worked in the entertainment business. I knew that there was something there and it was kept calling me back, kept calling me back, which is why I started my yin and yang living again out of nowhere because I wanted to, because I felt like my late sister son, and she passed away four years later after she got diagnosed. So after she passed away, I moved to California. And then I was working entertainment and then I quit. And then I thought, you know what? My sister's son is telling me, start a healthy living blog. So I named the blog Yin and Yang Living. The infinite wisdom of the universe, 
My mother told me two years later after I created the blog, she said, Moon, did you know that in Chinese character, the yin represents the moon and the yang represents the sun? I almost dropped to the floor, which is the reason why I always say my late sister Sun and I are the yin and yang. And my yin and yang living prayer beads are literally the logo of yin and yang living is the crescent moon and round sun. So what's happening now is that in the physical world, you see the moon because the sunlight reflects and that's how you see the moon at night. That's how you're physically able to see it. Well, what's happening now with yin and yang living is that my late sister Sun is still here because we are eternal beings. She is shining her light onto me so that I could shine the light back out with these higher messages. So she's working hand in hand with me still. We're the yin and yang. I have goosebumps. That's a beautiful story. And there's two things that you said in there that were really key is that, and I'd love to hear what you thought, think about this. One is that when your sister was diagnosed with cancer, it was like the awakening or the change that you needed. And it was something outside that happened where you were like, okay, I can't keep doing this. On the other side of this, and what we were just talking about when we were talking about being conditioned all our lives, how does somebody start to differentiate what is, what could be a spiritual awakening and a learning experience versus when do I not listen to the outside sources because it it doesn't feel good and it's no longer working? That's a beautiful, beautiful question. And that's something that that takes practice because at the beginning, and you might be more confused. So this is where you start to quiet the mind. When you quiet the mind, what's happening is you're cleansing the palate, your mind's palate. That's what you're doing. You're cleansing it. And so you need to cleanse in order to have clarity. And when you have clarity, you will feel if it feels right, if it feels like it's in alignment with your soul's path, there's a feeling that comes with it. There's a feeling of, I feel calm, even though maybe you don't know how to do it or anything like that, that's okay. But the feeling is joy, confidence, excitement, motivation. When, when something happens, you're just like, oh no, I don't feel good about that. But that's, that is a practice of getting in tune with your mind and your emotions and your body. Because your body, your physical body would actually, in human design, you use your physical body to tell you if it's the right decision or not. And it's right, if you use it, do it correctly, it's right about 70% of the time, the answer. So you know how they say, oh, I've got a knot in my stomach. That's because your body, again, wants to protect you. Your body is there to protect you. It will tell you. So That's where we have to get in tune with our mind, body, and spirit. Because the more we become in tune with it and the more we're cleansing the palate of all of these thoughts, the monkey mind, the more we can get the clarity and feel the clarity. Now, does that mean that we're always going to make the right decision? No. Why? We're not supposed to always make the right decision. You say, you know, when I meditate, I thought I had clarity, blah, 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 and I did this and it didn't work out that way that I thought. That is part and parcel of your journey because you needed it to what you called not work out, which it really actually worked out. You needed it to happen that way so that you could shift into that other direction. So this is where we get to learn that There is really no bad decision. 
-hmm. It's the perspective of what you bring to it afterwards. So if you say, you know what, that direction wasn't the right direction and I'm upset with myself and it didn't work. It worked. You have to stay the course. You have to know if you didn't have that experience, you wouldn't have self-corrected. You needed that to correct. So there's really, at the end of the day, yes, we're always trying to make a better decision. Quote, unquote, I say that. And I do believe some standard, there is a better decision. However, whatever decision that you make, don't beat yourself up because it didn't come out exactly the way you expected it to because the infinite creator knows the big picture. You're in the picture. And sometimes it is in your highest and best good to make that decision so that you could then go on another path. Because if you don't make that decision that way, you would not have gone on the other direction that will ultimately lead you to a better life. So in some ways, there's really no bad decision. That is incredible. So as we talk about this, my show is geared toward female entrepreneurship. And you were talking about that voice that says, don't start that business because it's trying to protect you. When it comes to female entrepreneurs, what are the warning signs that they are, as we talk about no bad decision, but that they are fighting or they're going against metaphysical laws? Because there are certain laws of the universe. And I find that sometimes we fight them and we don't even know we are, but there are warning signs and we ignore them. Yeah, I think the warning signs are your body is that, like I said, mentioned, your body will tell you, your body will tell you. And the thing is, we see these warning signs and we completely dismiss it because we don't want to necessarily face what, quote unquote, I quote, reality or whatever. Right? So I think the warning signs would be, first of all, do you feel joy? Like confidence. Now, there's joy, excitement, and some anxiousness that comes with it. But then there's just this abject fear and anxiousness. If you're feeling this, and I understand that there's level of fear that you would go into when you're starting something new that you've never done before because it's the unknown. And there would be some level of fear, but an anxiousness because of the unknown. But if you are excited about this idea, and it speaks to your soul because you know, only you know if this excites you or not, then do it. Go for it. But if you've got this abject fear and it drains your energy, like you feel lethargic. And the way you know a great litmus test is your energy. Does this give you more energy? Because everything is governed by energy. The more energy you have, the more you can create and build. The less energy you have, the less you're going to create and build. So you know how there are people that just suck the life out of you? You have low energy. We always say we have low energy or we go into jobs and it just drains our energy. You know this. Or sometimes you have this idea and you don't know and you feel a little anxious and fear, but you're still excited about it. And you're like, oh my God, that's energy coming inwards. So you know it by a feeling of level of excitement. You know that by how you feel about it. Having a little bit of fear and anxiousness is okay. That's part of the journey. There's nothing wrong with that. It's whether that fear or anxiousness is quantified by this lethargic energy or it's quantified by excitement, joy of what the possibilities can be. 
So I would say tap into your body and your feelings. Your body and your feelings are great litmus test of whether you should do something because they will not steer you wrong. And any, if you study any law of attraction, like Abraham Hicks is my, one of my favorite law of attractions, he always talks about the feeling because the feeling is what is really vibrating that energetic frequency to the universe. And the universe matches where you are energetically. It's not looking at your bank account. So the feeling is what is broadcasting that frequency. And so the feeling and the body are your great litmus tests. And so sometimes if you're really confused, then that I would say, go into nature. Go spend some time alone. Go do some meditation. And meditation doesn't mean going home. That's not what it means. It means being fully present. So what are some of the activities that make you feel fully present in the now? Maybe go hiking in nature, taking a swim. For my husband, it's flying. That's when he feels meditative. And then after you've done that, see how you feel about that. You will know because if you still feel icky, like really icky and lethargic, not so good. But if you're feeling excited about what the possibility might be, that's a good sign. I had a last question, but you answered it. So I'm going to go to something we were talking about before the show, because I think it does go along with this. And I'd love to end on this question for you because you were explaining it beautifully. I'm sure you will again now. When we're in those modes of trusting and not trusting and this worry of it's not working out right or working out right, especially in business, because we think we know the way it should work out. What you were talking about before when we were just chatting was this idea of the universe. The one law that's always correct is that everything's going to change. And I think especially for entrepreneurs, I'd love for you to explain that a little bit. Because sometimes we go, okay, we're going to get to the settled state in our head and we never get there, but we are constantly striving for the settled state that actually can cause more conflict. So I'd love for you to talk about that as a closing thoughts, because I think especially for entrepreneurs, being okay with the change can make all the difference in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was something that we discussed before this recording was that the only law that is true and ultimately is the law of change. And humans are very uncomfortable with change and they're resistant to change, which is what causes in Buddhism all of the suffering and pain. So how do we apply that in business? So what it is that the way I see it is the more you let go, the more you receive. The more you let go, the more you receive. Why? Because then you do not have any resistant energy. See, the universe is the one that makes it happen for you. You're not really the one that's making it happen. It's really the universe. You're the one that has to be in the receiving end of that. You have to be open. You have to have non-resistant energy to be able to draw it in, whether you need a business partner, whether you need an investor, whether you need a team, whether you need the right software developer. As an entrepreneur, you have to be the greatest magnet of drawing in. And a lot of times you might not be paying, especially as a startup entrepreneur, you might not be able to pay them the normal salary that they might usually get or deserve. So you've got to be able to draw these people in and get them on board with your vision. That takes non-resistant energy. 
Now, we're talking about this thing about change is that what it is is for entrepreneurs, like I said, the more we let go, the more receives. So you, we all have a vision as entrepreneurs. We have that vision. We write it down. We speak it. The universe knows what that vision is. So once you have the vision, it's sent out to the universe. Then you have, you, you step away. You don't have attachment towards it. You don't have this attachment that if it doesn't happen by this time, this, then I'm going to have suffering and pain because the way it happens, we don't know how it's going to happen. The universe is going to make it happen for us. So that's where we have to surrender and release. So during that happening of that vision, we stay non-resistant. Why? So that we can draw in the cooperative components and allow it to be in the flow as it should. Not the way you think, but as the infinite wisdom of the universe knows. Like yesterday, I got a quote to create these videos. It was like this massive quote. And I was like, oh my God, that's so expensive because I didn't expect that. But then I said to myself, no, 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 Moon, stop, stop, stop. That's okay. You got something else out of it. The infinite wisdom of the universe wanted you to meet with these people, not for them to create the videos for you, because that was my intention, but for another reason. That's the infinite wisdom. And then you say, oh, that's okay. It's okay. They don't have to create my videos, but I got this. And you're okay with that change. Because the universe knew something bigger than you. So you're basically trying to be in the flow of the way the universe infinitely knows how to guide you. And so if, let's say, this relationship with somebody didn't work out the way you expected, it's okay because it, in, you, you had to meet that person in order to be in the next flow. You had to be in that situation in order to be in the next flow. So you let go of those expectations and those attachments and you go on the universe's journey and ride of the flow. You're riding like how the airplane rides the waves of the turbulence. You're doing the same thing with your business, just riding that wave, not having expectations because the universe is taking you there. And the universe might say, okay, now go this way. They go this way, go left, go right, go backwards, go forward. And that's all change. All of that is change. That's constant change. So if it says, oh, I expected this, don't be so attached to those expectations. That's what it is. Say, if something happens, say, oh, wow, this was great. What did I learn from it? Oh, great. I learned it. Now, let me see what the universe has for me next. Oh, okay. Okay. I've visited. Oh, great. I learned something great from it. This was another blessing. Oh, what does this universe have? And you will see how it will take you step by step. And But all of it is changing. That is beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what a pleasure to have you on my show today. And I know you have this fantastic YouTube channel. So please tell people how they can find you on YouTube. If you Google Yin and Yang Living on YouTube, you could find me, but it's youtube.com slash C like Charlie slash Yin and Yang Living. And my website is yinandyangliving.com. But if you do a search on me on TikTok under Yin and Yang Living, you'll find me on any platform. And her videos are amazing. So definitely check her out. Thank you so much, Moon, for spending this time today. It has been such a blessing. Thank you so much. Namaste.